all right. Depending on your version of life. I mean, it's very, very early in the morning. One of us is waking up, one of us is almost going to sleep. <laughs> oh, shitty. Usual lack of schedule. You just like to get into it first thing as the crack guy. <laughs> I suppose. Oh, my God. Mostly I'm spouting off words. Oh, okay. The in case right. anybody <laughs> could not already tell, I'm the one who's nearing sleep and he's the one that's awake. Yeah. So weird. I mean, you guys are listening to this, but like we planned on recording about six hours prior to this? Eight hours prior to this? Something like that. Okay. After the little one went to bed last night. <clears throat> yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> she fell asleep. I didn't know she fell asleep. And I fell asleep. And I didn't realize I fell asleep. And I came out, and then she was asleep. I was like, fuck that. I'm not waking her up. <laughs> and then I woke up, and I've been up for a while. Yeah. So, I was thinking that we could finally get to that plan that we had, where um, we try to answer some core questions that I already answered. Right, and because some of these are ones that we've commonly had before. That too. That would be a big reason. Um, and by the way, I mean, for you, our listeners, if you have questions that you would like us to answer, um, we're inviting you to pose those questions to us. Um, the easiest way to do that would be to... Uh, go to our Facebook page, and it's, it, I mean, obviously well, it's the same thing. probably the quickest response. Yeah, the Facebook page. Like, we don't have a Facebook group, but we do have a page. I don't think we're ready for a group yet. We, And uh, I say this without being disrespectful or facetious. Like, we have seriously busy lives, and I don't think, like, I, I'm already managing one three or four of the Facebook groups, so I don't think I could actually do that at the moment. Well, it's all magic-related. Yeah, it's on, and then plus clients and whatnot, so, I mean, this is why we have the Facebook page. So, I mean, if you if you really want to post, post questions to us that you think are important to you, I mean, like, you know, don't... Don't even worry if it's if you think if it's a silly if you think it's a silly question, I promise you it's not. Oh, that's okay. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Yawning. Yeah. Um, don't think it's a silly question. Just feel free to ask the question to us, and uh, we'd be more than we'd be more than happy to take a look at it. Um, we may not get around to it right away, but hey, who knows? It's the early stages of this podcast. <laughs> so do you have a question for us to start with? Um, I'll tell you what. Since I've answered, like, literally hundreds of questions, I'm going to scroll and you tell me when to stop and I'll stop there. You ready? Oh, boy. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me make sure. Psychic, psychic senses are turned on here. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. 
You don't have to do the woo. <laughs> Seemed appropriate. Oh, shit. It's a podcast. They can hear us, not see us. Right. You ready? Yep. Okay. Um, start. Okay. Stop? Yeah. Okay. And so you tell me what number and from the top. So like third. Okay. (laughs) I saw knew you were gonna say that. (laughs) Oh boy, what is it? Ooh, you had to choose the heaviest one. Did I really? Yeah. Oh. Am I worthy of being loved? Just had to go for the heavy hitters. Wow, I mean that—that's a good one. Holy shit, Lord! I mean, to that end, it really brings about the concept of um, love as a basis. Anyone—it's less about being worthy of being loved as much as love is the ultimate progression to us in that like if we don't care about someone if we don't have love for others we would not have the inspiration to learn and do more we can compare this even to animals like yeah they they are around each other but they don't have the same that same depth of love generally some you do you usually see that more with people than other animals Uh, sometimes you see it with other animals though but um the point is like i know this from a psychic basis the even the animals the ones that you hear speak per se most are the ones that have love so i do think that love is one of the key factors in progressing as a species yeah you said you said a lot there that i think some people would get kind of really thrown or confused but let me just try and identify that so when you're talking about like hearing animals speak that goes into the psychic realm of being able to understand um the equivalent of emotive thought from an animal so like for example when you see dogs like tilt their head in a particular way it it means something you know or when cats do it when they get that kind of you know that they have a look in their eyes when they're optimistic you know things like that so that that sort of emotive response is kind of what uh what she's talking about i mean anyone can generally see that mm-hmm. some of those responses for me i was specifically meaning the the psychic version of it yes yes that's yeah anyone could see that extent i mean I'm sure everyone's had animals around them that or near you know people near them who've had animals that aren't deeply in love with one person or the other or you know with another animal and you see the difference between that interaction compared to with other people or animals well we've had that and i mean it's a poor kind of a comparison in a sense but it it's certainly for me, it's a good comparison because I see the difference in the minds of these animals. So you see it reflected in like the animal community, and then you also see it similarly in our community, like mm-hmm. our as our, our 
human race, I should say. Mm-hmm. So I do think love is a very fundamental factor for progression. So am I worthy of being loved? As anyone is, it's almost like a basic human right that everyone is worthy of being loved. That said, I think the other fact factor to consider in that question may be more so um, a feeling of, of guilt or that they have done things very poorly in life and maybe they don't feel that they are good enough to be loved. Mm. So that more more so deals in, I mean, even asking that question, I mean, it deals in trauma and a healing part. Huge trauma. I know, I know at the time when we met, that was a question on my mind. Yeah. That was a big question on my mind. And the key, and we've seen this with, well, we've spoken before about how we've seen it in ourselves and what we've seen with others as well. Mm -hmm. One has, you have to love yourself first to be able to truly accept love from others. See, I've been, I've been, just before you say it, just before you say it. I've been watching that particular because that's a that is one of the major hot topic conversations online, and I've been watching people's responses to that because I think there's like some other Buddhist quote, or or it's a, attributed to a Buddhist that kind of quoted something along the lines of. Um, trying to love yourself first before somebody else loves you is like the beginning of madness or some something like that. And I, I personally, I think it's a farce. And the reason why I say that is because from what I've personally experienced and watched our clients experience, it is, to put it really mundanely, it's like trying to decide which came first, the chicken or the egg. True. And like, so like I just literally read a document, a, a scientific thing yesterday that said that mm-hmm. scientists have finally concluded that the chicken had to come first simply because the, the, the biological construct of the shell mm-hmm. like what makes the shell that material can only be produced by the chicken i already had had figured this out as a right. child right i looked into the depth of it thought about it logic it out and i was like well you have to have the chicken first right but what i'm saying is like for the rest of humanity that depends on science to say <laughs> that it has been scientifically proven right so in regards to love you're saying that we have a bit of a chicken and egg kind of a concept there right and i mean if the the, the fact of the matter is you know like, and i i personally think you're you right know, you have to actually love who you who you are and if you don't love who you are and you're going outside to to try to confirm if you're lovable is 
That's what I think is the beginning of madness. Right. Now, here's the thought, because if you don't understand what's con, there's the argument of you don't understand love, like if you haven't been given love, mm-hmm. how can you understand how do you love yourself? So I think to be more clear, you have to be at ease with yourself, comfortable within yourself, Less, which really is all it is to love yourself, just to be comfortable with who you are. That, that's the simplest beginning part of loving yourself. There's there's other depths to it, but I think one has to be at that point to, to be able to extend that to anyone else. I want to push that slightly off kilter. Okay. A baby doesn't know that word. The only thing a baby can do is use its senses to determine the relationship that it has with the person that is holding it because it's still learning to recognize what it is being held by. And here's the art. I mean, there's the cycle part of it here because of that basic part of love. They come into the you know they do come into the world loving themselves because they know no different. Exactly. I mean, it really is a chicken and egg thing. Yeah. So ultimately, what we're looking at here, if you're asking the question, "Am I worthy of being loved?" Then you really are questioning ultimate. I think. One of the aspects with that is you could be questioning, you really could be questioning whether love exists. Have have they possibly not experienced it from others themselves? Have they just gone through heartbreak? Um, I mean, it really does boil down to there's, there's trauma involved with that question occurring. Major, major. That's why I say major trauma, because if you just take Ultimate, it from, from, yeah. from, the, from the point of view of a baby, right? A baby isn't determining whether or not they are loved. They, their world is, I cannot do anything in this thing that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And here's this other creature holding me. And I'm, I feel good about it. Yeah, they have to decide. They have to decide if they trust you. And the only way that they can decide if they trust you is through action, like physical action. You know, trust is a huge part of love, too. That's what what I'm saying. Mind you, you can love someone and not trust them. I've seen that firsthand with others. Right. But but then we come back to the same thing that's kind of circular. A baby doesn't know the word love. They only see the actions and then they learn to trust you based on continuous action. So ultimately, I mean, we could probably consider and debate that that's actually an interesting learning point for us to consider that in the chicken and egg scenario with the love. But for the point of the question, am I worthy of being loved? Mm. Yes, anyone is worthy of being loved simply by existing and if you are doubting your worthiness to be loved then you have trauma that needs healing 
seek out some healing. You jump to the end right there. So podcast over. Okay, people, we're done. <laughs> we're asking checking multiple questions. You said questions, plural. We were doing one question. Jeepers. It's not a proper Q&A with one question. That's, that's a topic. That wasn't even a full therapy session. That's only 16 minutes into it. Like, <laughs> just, just this is longer than what you answer. Well, we conversated about as much longer than what you answer on your answers. <laughs> hey, listen, you, listen, this, this is what it is. It, it's that you good. Okay, pay me my money. Okay, go away. <laughs> oh, good Lord. <sighs> I'm trying to keep. keep I it know, I know. I'm just bugging. More or less on topic. I'm just bugging. But you're right. You are 100% right. I and I firmly believe that that well you know I mean you know what I've always said with this and I mean I'll say it for our listeners love is factual and if you if you just take it from the point of view of a baby love is 100% factual there's a baby can't develop a feeling about the creature that's holding it because they don't from their perspective they don't know who or what you are or how to connect with you in that way unless there is continuous repeated um, action that shows them that they can trust you everybody knows that babies or you know, any child under four years old looks at a grown-ass adult and knows whether or not to trust them. You know, we've seen our daughter do that. Yes. Hands down. Right? She makes that, she, if you've ever watched a child just kind of sit down and, or stand up and look at a person motionless, if you look at their eyes... You know, if you have kids and you're listening, just look at their eyes. When they are looking at someone new, you will immediately know if you could trust that person through the eyes of your child. Like, it's, it's, (laughs) it is bizarre to watch this happen. But, you know, they'll do it. They'll show, they will show you whether or not you as the adult could trust that person. Because I, kids see through bullshit, period. And that's that's one of the other reasons why I say that love is 100% factual. And I just want to tack on, this is, I mean, we're talking about it primarily in aspect of person love. You just yeah, lost no, a piece of your headphone yeah, for yeah. a moment. I was looking. Your piece fell off. Yeah, no, go ahead. I'll fix it in the meantime. Um, and your love can pertain to animals or, you know, passions, things like that. Those are aspects of love. Not everyone loves in the same fashion. So there are other spa- aspects of love. I'm not going to go into that too hard, but just to understand even with that, there is love there too. 
I mean, you can have an animal love you. Like, say, if you, you know, let's go with last man on earth kind of concept. You could have love from an animal. See, you know, even just thinking about it as you're saying it there, I still think the theory applies that there has to be trust. And the reason why I'm saying that is because yeah. an animal has to trust you. Look at oh, all yes. the people, look at all the people who, you know, like they pose, they post all of their stuff about, look at the, have you seen the lion guy? I don't think so. Oh, I have to send you that. There's this guy who, I think it's, yeah, it's down in Africa there. Um, lions trust him. Like to the point, I'm talking about grown ass fucking like straight up lions that go hunt and shit. Trust mm -hmm. this guy. If you know how to communicate with the right animal, it could be done. Like horses are a great example because I'm more familiar with that. I love how horses trust. Well, there's the concept breaking a horse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, breaking a horse is literally breaking a horse. It is different than training a horse. Yeah. Any real horse lover will know the difference. Breaking a horse is you basically, you literally force them to take the thing, like put the saddle on and you're hanging on, you're clinging on, they're going to bend to your will. Mm -hmm. Training is like, say if you were getting a wild Mustang, you... You first get them to be curious and trust and trust in you. You develop a rapport, a friendship, a relationship. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then and then you gradually teach them, you know, to enjoy things together, like, you know, riding together and so on. So you actually, in that case, start with bareback. And see, I've seen a lot of the... That's so, my preferred method, of course, because well, yeah, I was just about to say a lot of the, keeping all the it, for me, it really keeps the personality of the horse intact the most, in my personal yeah, opinion. Most of what I've seen from cultural societies, this is that is the preferred method. They don't break horses. I think we're getting there again. Yeah, we're we're starting to get more into training horses versus breaking them. And training takes trust and time. And this is I think this is where Western culture really, really kind of fucks it up because they insist that they don't have the time. So break the whole horse out of its 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 wildness. That's how people see it. But then you're gonna spend twice as much time with it later on if you need to teach anything further. Like breaking a horse, I think the whole purpose there was you have a need for them to do a certain thing, breaking quick get it done but if you train them then then they do it for life there's no top out they'll keep learning yeah they and we we've seen this remember that one client that was just outside of, of saskatoon there with the with the horse you know with the horses yeah right a little bit yeah like those horses they were people that actually like loved those horses mm -hmm. you know what i mean they had their own personality, their own, they literally had their own thing going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that that really covers that. Am I See, we, we made it even longer for your liking yes. without even meaning to. <clears throat> Good. I know what a wrap up is. A wrap up means we're halfway through. Oh, Lord. I know the way it is with you. <laughs>
So let's find another question. Alright. Are you scrolling? Uh, I will in like, just give me one second here. Let me just pull up. I have to give this thing some room to to populate and then, then I can scroll the way I want to. All right, you ready? Yep. Okay. And go. Slow it down a little. You're, you're really scrolling. I don't. Okay. I'll go you back seem up. to be scrolling really fast. Yeah, I know. It's like a it's like a a, a, a penny thing at the. At okay, the not that fast. We're not we're not doing slot machine speed. Why not? Come on. All right. Okay. Because. All right. I'll slow down. So. Now, wait, back up a little. Yeah. Right there? Yeah. Uh, what number from the top? Oh, it's the one that's right at the bottom. Okay. If there's one clinging off the edge of the page, that's the one. Good Lord. <laughs> oh my goodness. What are we answering? Ridiculous question. I remember this one. Why are scratches manifesting on me as I sit here typing? <laughs> well, I mean, there's just so many ways that could go. Maybe sometimes I don't even understand why I answer the questions. I think in the moment, just to give some context, in the moment when I'm answering core questions, I'm really tuned in to the vibration of the person writing the question as and they are writing the true. question. You know what I mean? I mean, after the fact, it's just some of them just look so bizarre to me. But like in that moment, I'm, I'm pretty serious about answering the question. But I mean, let's take it. Let's take it from a different context. So if you are doing like the things that you do and you get a client that comes to you and asks this question, what would be your response? Well, the first thing I would want to know. Well, what would be your process? Let, let, let's, let's, right. let's help people understand from a psychic point of view, what would be your process? Well, much like any kind of other diagnostic, there's a few things I kind of need to know. I mean, I'll be observing as a person says their answer, but I'll, I'll ask how long it's been going on when they find it happening sometimes when i'm going through that like I'll, by asking those questions it'll sometimes trigger certain um neural pathways and i i key into those and i can see deeper what's happening at that moment as they access that thought process mm -hmm. um so you can see them searching their thoughts for the point in time when they recognize that this began happening. Right. And through that, they kind of progress through that that length of time that's happened and such. And it gives me a concept as to how it's changed. Usually I'll observe as they're going through that. My mind very quickly observes how everything has changed from the beginning and how long it's been happening you know is it recent is it a long time thing mm -hmm. you know has it gotten worse or better mm -hmm. um and when they find it happening morning night during a certain activity mm -hmm. because then they actually have to start processing that and i see that mm -hmm. 
and then I see how their mind works in connection with those scratches. Mm. Because there's the potential that someone could be bringing up past life trauma situation. I mean, it would be pretty rare for that. Obviously, one of the most common ones for scratches is some kind of a haunting type scenario or a hexing type scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to know exactly which, I'll see as their thought process goes through. Because generally, if if it's, say, um, like I said, with those common ones, um, if there's a haunting or being around causing it, mm-hmm. as they start to look at the when, then they're a- actually thinking about when this happened. Like the whole, both those questions that I ask, they'll both show me along the path, like exact, it kind of brings the past into the present and I see it in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I'll, because I'm basically scanning everything around them as they're traveling back. It's a little difficult to describe this because it happens in such a, I think visceral might be the right word, in a visceral way. Mm. Like the way we see here, there's there's many more dimensions to what you see in the psychic mind. Mm-hmm. There's so many more dimensions and layers. So basically I am scanning all of that mm-hmm. as they're traveling the path of answering the question. Mm-hmm. So if it is a being, then I'll catch a glimmer of them and realize, oh dear, that's what we're looking at. If it's a hex, it'll feel like, basically I'll see a connection that looks like, um, for lack of a better way of putting it, like a really long telephone um, line. If you're mm. too young to know what a telephone cable is, plug-in headphone line then (laughs) (laughs) or look it up (laughs) your phone cord or headphone cord (laughs) (laughs) hopefully we're not at that point but when you think about it i was i think oh i think i was nine when we got cordless landline phones for that matter so damn and they were pretty popular shortly after that, so it uh, could be. Mm-hmm. It's grown adults who might have not experienced corded phones. Well, I mean, I looked at our demographics. Pay so phones I think, don't exist anymore. Yeah, I grew up with pay phones. Me too. Like if you, you, you had to make There's a call. There's a pay phone in a school. Yeah, when if you had to make a call, like especially like a long distance call. You literally had to jump in a taxi, go downtown to the telephone company, and the telephone company around its walls, right? On the outside of the building, around its walls, there was lines of telephone booths around the building. Like you oh, had wow. To, you had to actually line up to go make a long-distance call. <laughs> I mean, that's... You're talking third-world country, of course. Yes. Um, in the... 70s and 80s kind of thing yes. late 70s and the 80s and you gotta like if, if you had a car and you sit in your car and you wait and you have somebody post up there for you waiting for your turn to make your call <laughs> and i'm talking well, i'm talking more like in the 90s from from my experience and we definitely we definitely had the um 
I remember when we moved into our newer place shortly after we moved there, so it was probably nine is when we got our cordless phones and there were multiple handsets. There were two handsets, <laughs> but yeah. still landline times. Yeah. And that was very exciting. But even long distance, you still had to wait until the the right times. Do otherwise, people it cost. even have landlines anymore? I don't know. I think no. Some people do. You know, at the day job, some of the older people still do. Because I know that what replaced that was VoIP, like those like internet phones. So you, yeah, yeah, we yeah. had one of those um, seven eight years ago or something. All right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Before we went totally cellular only. Yeah. yeah. Like when we still did the the. Um, the twenty, you know, twenty dollar add your card, num your number two year phone thing for texting purpose. Yeah, yeah. Unlimited text, and then we just had the, the like ten dollar a month type. You can call a thousand yeah. long distance minutes or something like that landline thing. Yeah. If you don't know what VoIP is, I mean, again, Google. <laughs> So we're on a total tangent here because I, I was just describing my psychic process with the scratches question. Good grief. Oh. Wow. That went far. That went far. And I mean, normally we just go off on that and come back maybe but an hour later. But you for know this, what? It still makes sense. I'll tell you what. It does. Let me bring the laundry moment to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you said it looks like a landline, right? Yeah. And... That's still applicable because it's communication over an energetic line. Energetic line, electronic line, all of these data packets moving along that line. VoIP is over internet, which is a different type of line, which you said um, there are multiple dimensions and layers. And that's a different layer of communication that doesn't interfere with landlines. It was. It actually became cheaper to get a VoIP phone because the company made money on you getting internet, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And then you start talking about cellular, which is again the same communication, but a different thing. <laughs> so it all ties in. I know exactly how it ties in. <laughs> I'm an expert at these laundry soap moments. I just wanted to tie it in for our listeners. Oh, right. <laughs> But anyway, back to the concept here. We were discussing those different ways, the whole haunting or ghost type concept. Um, well, particularly with scratches, because well, this with is scratches, physical, yeah. physical. If it's more like a hex, then that's where we got into the, the mm -hmm. phone version. Mm -hmm. um, and then if I see it, like say if it, it's fairly rare, but if it's a past life, I see it almost like, like the way you envision planets and the space between them. It's like the space between them, but on the other end, it, in my vision, it's kind of like a book that I automatically know is like a time travel book. Mm. That's how I, it's about the best way I can really describe it because there's a lot of emotion and understanding just inherent within what you see psychically, so but that's let, fairly... Let me try this for an explanation, just like for all the sure. that may be a bit confused. Would it be similar to how I haven't read the Earth Children series, but me listening to you tell the story and in the context of how much you enjoyed it, then I could begin to appreciate what you read in the books? 
I think let's go with that because I see where you're going with that. And I think that that would be a pretty decent alternate explanation for what I'm trying to pass along. Because from what you're saying, basically, obviously you haven't been there with that person in that time period, but you are looking at it through the lens of them having the experience and being able to, to gather not just the, the facts of what happened historically, but also like the emotion that they feel and the emotion being so strong that it's actually permeating this lifetime and their physical body. Right. And then we also have to get into other concepts which may or may not be related to some of the ones I've already spoken about. Mm-hmm. Are they self-inflicting? And if so, are they aware, semi-aware, or not aware? I mean, obviously, if they don't know the answer, they're probably either semi-aware or not aware Mm -hmm. that they're doing it. Now, even that, that can even stem from medical condition. So if if I haven't gotten any dings on anything else that they've said yet, Mm -hmm. then I start considering some of those next bits about... You know, that's usually where I would tell them, okay, hang on, let me do a little more exploring on this. Mm-hmm. And I would question for myself and follow those those path lines, kind of see if that matches correctly. Um, it's a lot like, you know, those maze games, those yeah. maze puzzle games yeah. you know, that you do on paper? Yeah. It's a little like that. You start going down, it's like that as though you can't see the end goal. Like if you were in an actual labyrinth type, start going down one way. Oh, no, that's not working. Okay, come back. I was right here. Okay, let's try this one. Oh, no, not there. Oh, wait, this is going somewhere. Okay, let's follow this. And then add the complexity that it's not just one layer of maze. Sometimes you have to go up and then you end up in a different maze. Right, like if anyone's watched The Big Bang Theory, that's where they came up with that. Where I first saw that concept of the 3D chess. Right. multi-layer right. so it's like a 3d maze situation um but anyway that could be a particular thing too because there are some medical conditions where you sort of black out or um, become semi-aware for a short time and then you can cause yourself some damage now if it's happening as one is typing usually would lead lead more to an outside force you would think because they're conscious and they're experiencing it right Mm -hmm. so these are all different considerations i mean each individual scenario could be different i mean we even have to consider in the medical conditions it could be literally that they are seeing the scratches on say only their astral or mental bodies and it's not actually physical at all but to them it appears so so they may just have a definite disconnect with um how their brain is perceiving the different realities and planes of existence yeah see whereas traditional traditional uh, medicine would just consider them schizophrenic of course that's the answer to oh you're nuts you're seeing yeah. things <laughs> yeah. this, you're, if you're seeing things you're schizophrenic yeah but it's it's not 
just you know, cut it's, and dry. It's, it's so weird to, to me that that, that is still because used. If that, yeah. And if that, well, if that disconnect is happening and you are seeing those different planes, then usually what is happening, I mean, sometimes you've got some neuroplasticity going on because you've, you know, rejected what you naturally can do in your brain ultimately is trying to rewire and then it runs into something, mm -hmm. something like that. You could have just that you're denying what you naturally see. Usually it's the case of trying to deny what you normally, you know, having natural ability to see through those veils of the planes more easily. Um, and you know, we, and we've, I mean, we've come across a lot of traumas that. can cause instigations of this yeah uh even meeting up with a past thing so there could be multiple issues happening and we've it come across really varies we've come across a lot of of clients who have purposefully denied and it, it, even even online with me answering a lot of these questions um when i kind of delve deep into those who actually respond um they identify that they had these abilities early in their life and then one or two events like scared the shit out of them and then they just they freaked out and then they they've purposefully stamped it down they, they you know like they put it into remission basically uh and try to keep it dormant and then their life goes to shit during the teenage years and early adulthood and then they realize oh maybe i shouldn't have done that and then they want to get it back but the ability has been so um almost metastasized i think would be the word yeah that the that disconnect just comes in in sporadic bursts and then they have no control over it and then they have to meet us right. <laughs> so back to the question like having these scratches let me pose to keep it a little more simplified for some listeners. I mean, I know mm -hmm. some like the full explanation, but let me pose a few concepts that occur to me that could be the case. Go like I'll give some examples. So we've mm -hmm. got, I don't know, Mrs. A, mm -hmm. and uh, she's got scratches, and it's because there's a ghost in the house or apartment that she's fairly new in. The ghost is either scared or angry, so then we need to deal with getting that go that, you know, Ghost. By ghost, I mean spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Disembodied human. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Disembodied, limboed human. Mm -hmm. So you got to get them out of that limbo state. You got to get them moved on. Um, we've got Mr. B. Uh, and he... <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, he... I'm just going by on some of the other things. He's... Um, yeah, he's getting these scratches and He's got an ex who's very witchy and stuff has put a hex on him mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's causing these scratches anytime he tries to move forward in life or something mm -hmm. okay uh, let's go with uh, Mrs. C mm -hmm. and she um, she has a doesn't realize she's going into little autistic meltdowns because she's mm -hmm. actually autistic mm -hmm. and is causing these scratches mm -hmm without even being consciously aware that it's happening mm -hmm. until it's done. Mm -hmm. uh, you could have Mr. D, mm -hmm. who actually decided he needed to commit suicide, no, maybe, or somebody take over. And so some 
negative being mm-hmm. or demon type mm-hmm. has come in and basically taken over his body at least a good chunk of the time because he said free reign. And mm-hmm. so either they're causing him to inflict scratches or it's happening throughout courses of things or just the uh, mesh of the energies in the same body. Yeah. Okay, you've got. And by the way, for for our listeners, we've come across every situation that she's identified. Yeah, you have say Mrs. E, um, and she, uh, yeah, she has always felt a little off throughout her life. It's happened mo- uh, and throughout her life, but gradually increasing, and turns out it's because she naturally sees through all these different veils quite regularly, like all the different planes of existence, and uh, and so then, very much what we got into a bit of depth there mm-hmm. with, right? She's been seeing all this, and she's just seeing scratches from pre long previous things or every time she gets a bit of a pain somewhere she sees these on say the astral plane mm-hmm. happening before it actually reaches her physical body and then that, others are not seen remember that um, one lady that remember that one lady that that we went to um on that massive farm uh You'll know who I'm talking about when 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 I describe it. When you looked at her, the skin condition that she had was as a direct result of that. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember that one? Yeah. And it, basically, she wasn't letting go of the past, like her past lives, to that point that it, it like it was causing her physical skin to deteriorate. Yeah. Like it was, the skin was actually like getting almost, and we just, it almost looked like necrosis. Yeah. And we were able to solve that. Yeah. And that's, that's where it came from. Yeah. Okay. Another, just one more here. Mm-hmm. Let's say Mr. F here, who, um, it's coming through in his past life. Uh, say he was, uh, mauled by a lion in the last life and it scarred him horribly and like tore off chunks of his arms and such and this happened as he was i don't know 27 years old Mm -hmm. and he started finding these scratches occurring right around 27 years old Mm -hmm. and it's coming through because that is a serious unresolved issue from past life like, a, like, that's a very deep, serious one if it's coming through on the physical level because it's permeating the mental, astral bodies to come through into the physical body because the pain was that severe. Mm-hmm. So he probably died from those scratches, right. ultimately. Yeah. And with that, you would generally expect him to have other issues like new general fatigue, unwell-type feelings as well mm-hmm. because he would be feeling the effects of having died at about that time. Yeah. So these are just a number of examples. So really, scratches like that, you really have to consider a number of a lot of different cases. Possibilities, etc. It is a case-taking type situation, and following a number of different potential pathways. And if none of those fit, of course, you keep exploring, asking further questions. Just con- you really have to sometimes be a little creative. 
and almost imaginative. I think that's a skill I have because if I really haven't found anything that clicks, then I might, you know, even jot down on paper what I think, you know, a couple of my best theories and then go really wild to go. If I were writing a story, it could be, and I'll go vampires. It could be <laughs> mm-hmm. train wreck. It could be, oh, they're really nuts. Oh, what about that movie Cell? Could it be, you know, yeah. just anything, you know, start hypothesizing. And sometimes you'll get a bit of a niggle and you're like, hey, I'm in a direction. Have I thought of some, is that, you know, you just feel a bit of a, almost a slight light bulb as you're saying when you're like, that, that's going in the right direction. You start exploring concepts around that and then case taken again from the information you've got. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I and think you can ultimately work it down. One, one of the good that's reasons... That's when I it think. gets more complicated that you really have to think outside the box like that. And I mean, some of these, we really had to do that in the first place. Most of the ones I've listed are ones we've already experienced. Yeah. I think it's really good that you're identifying this, and I'll tell you why. For a lot of people who go to psychics, um, the thing that they experience, don't worry, we have time. Um, a oh, lot of, a no lot of stretching. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of what people experience, and which has sort of led to a bit of a laissez-faire where clients going to psychics are concerned, is they'll go and, and me and you have experienced this, they'll go and they'll sit down and wait for you to tell them shit, as opposed to, you know, take this into the realm of an actual investigation. You right, know what like I mean? give me some direction. Yeah. Are you looking for a life overview? You know, are you, do you have a specific problem? Yeah. You know, start giving me something. Otherwise, I mean, I'll tell you what I see. Mm-hmm. Or, and I'll take it in whatever direction I feel like, yeah. whatever seems most present. But and there are a lot some, of people who actually from, want that. Some yeah. do. And I've done a lot of good. A lot of people have really enjoyed that and not even realized how much a certain thing might have been bothering them or coming mm-hmm. through. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there may, you know, then usually I've got a number of things, even in that I take off. Okay. You know, past, present, future. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you go for any anybody that's coming through, like dead relatives and such, or friends, medium type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, anything that they should be changing. Mm-hmm. Some of those general queries. But I mean, if you want something specific, we, you know, I need a little more information. If you really want to hone down and find what is happening, how to solve a thing. I need a few more details so that I can start pinpointing where a thing is going. Okay. Some will tell me their entire story, and that's great and fine. Sometimes I only need a little bit of a direction. Yeah. But any little bit like that does help point me a little clearer because much like if you go to a, a doctor for a stomach ache, if you're saying, my stomach hurts, okay, they start case-taking. Yeah. Where does it hurt? You know, they'll be feeling your abdomen and stuff, but they'll be like, okay, where does it hurt? What kind of a hurt? When did it start? All of these things, because all of that starts to lead them into concepts. They're like, this sounds a little like this. And I know if we do this, we'll need, we should do this test. Or I should look over here. You know, it's super annoying. The people that have that egregious statement on their, on their mouth that comes out. Well, why are you asking me? You're psychic. You're supposed to know. <laughs> Those are the ones that just... Well, then I'll give you a view of what I see. 
But if you want something specific, you gotta oh. tell me. If you come to me, I hurt. Then I have to do an overview of the, you know, the doctor equivalent, right? You have to do the overview of the whole body. And you're not telling me when you started hurting. You don't tell me anything. I'm just going to go for an overview, general blood work, things like that. So, so similarly, I'll give you the overview and all of that. If you want to know, if you like, if you narrow something down, then I'll be like, there's a few more tests I can do, you know, as a doctor. And similarly, in my mind, I'm like, ah, let me follow that a little further over here. Because, see, the thing is, when you follow it, you'll know whether or not that's the actual issue. Because if you come to sort of a dead ender where that's not actually creating the problem, it's usually just a, something else that is actually wrong, that is accessing that stream within them and their um, energetic history. So, for example, um, a lot of like what I went through with that situation, you know, where eventually we'll talk about it, that the whole dying thing, right? That was linked to so many other areas of past lives. And uh, we didn't know it at the time, but that situation of me just trying to learn to levitate stirred up the whole fucking hornet's nest. You know what I mean? So we had to, we had to do a lot of deep dive to actually find that. That would have never actually come up if I wasn't actually learning to, to, to levitate. If right. I had not gone to that place where, okay, I'm ready to take this on. I'm going to learn to levitate. None of that shit would have come up. You know what I mean? So, I, I, and I'm saying that to say that if, if you as a listener, you're experiencing some just far out craziness happening in your life. Sometimes what you're experiencing is not the real cause, but because you're in that experience, it's opened up like a whole lot more. And I mean, of course, if you want to take this on yourself, you just have to know to do it methodically. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Take, exactly. take the actual logical, don't freak the fuck out. Like take the logical approach to it. Sit Use down. a spreadsheet if you need to, yes. for Pete's sake. Yeah. Start crossing things off. Deductive reasoning. Absolutely. Th those two words specifically, deductive and reasoning. They actually are huge in the psychic field. Yes. Absolutely huge. You know, CIA, FBI, NSA, all these guys use the same thing when yeah. they deal with, with psychic stuff. And trust me when I tell you, they do deal with a lot of psychic, psychic activity and ability. And they use this exact same process, deductive reasoning. I mean, it's like that for much anything. Deductive reasoning is huge. It's like, it's not like what they show on TV where, boom, a picture of a thing. That's only because they have to show the audience what they're trying to portray. Yes. It's a form of art. It's not exactly what it looks like because you cannot physically portray what a psychic sees on TV because it doesn't exist in the physical plane. Yeah. You know, they'll try to do, ooh, it's all fuzzy and stuff like that or something like that. But that's that's not it at all. Mm -mm. That's just creative license. Right. So deductive reasoning really yeah. is, is the, key the, if you, if, if you, it's if, like being inside the 
inside a computer's network that is the ultimate universal computer. Well, even and even, figuring out where to travel. Well, look at movies like Mission Impossible. You know, when they're showing. Oh, I was thinking the, of Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, that is even better. The cartoon Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. It feels like Wreck-It Ralph, right? Yes. Need a little direction. I need to know which game I need to go into, or you know. Yes. Do I need to cross servers? That's a perfect example. That's I I see it a lot like Wreck-It Ralph. Shit. That's a lot of what what it's like. Babe, mind blow. There we go. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie Wreck-It Ralph, go watch it. When we're done here, just go watch it. You, yeah. You'll understand. You'll you'll get a good understanding of it. Like, don't buy into the whole thing. You just just understand it from the perspective of what we're talking about. Yeah, the whole house, how the, the psychic deductive reasoning and such all occurs. So that scratches question. I think we're kind of wrapped up with that at this point. You think so? Well, what else can we add? You have to figure out where it's coming from. The why it's happening. Right. This is how you deduce why it's happening. All right, we'll call that done. <laughs> and a number of the way things that could be a case. True. And things that we've seen. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do one more. You ready? Ready. Okay. Don't do the casino scroll this oh, time. Come on. Because then I'm getting click, 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 click in my brain every time. And I'm like, I don't know where to tell you to stop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just need a dick. Apparently. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll slow it down. Is that slow enough? Yeah. Oh, go down. Down. Okay. I'm, okay. Let me. I'm actually going up from the bottom. I know, but you went too far, so. I'm okay. Telling I'm, you to go down. Okay. I'm back at the bottom again and going up now. Oh God. <laughs> okay. Go again. Yeah. Go a little faster than whatever you're doing. That's oh, really for slow. The love of God. there uh you just missed it it just turned off the page uh so go back down yep okay which one is it going off the page or is it just at the bottom no it's just at the bottom it's not going off the page all right okay i have to open this one up to read the whole thing oh it's a long one (laughs) whoa you chose a big one oh did i really yeah are you ready for this? <laughs> this is some heavy shit right here, man. Hey, you tell me picked out cyclically. Now, Each one has been heavy. So before we do this, and I know that some of you might not be following along. It's exactly what we're doing. So I have my personal Cora page and like KL the Shaman page. And I answer a plethora of questions on on Cora on various topics, but they all have to have something to do with either relationships or spirituality. And, or straight up magic. Or oh, yeah, yeah, magic too. And so basically, I go out and answer these questions. And on Cora, you could look at the history of questions that you've answered. So basically, what I'm doing, like. Like she's sitting across the room, I'm sitting at my computer, so she can't really see the, well, you can't see, read questions from this distance. So I'm basically scrolling through and then she's feeling the the questions as I scroll through them. 
<laughs> so she has no idea what the question is until I actually ask the question. Um, so yeah, just to give you a little bit of context there. Okay, so I'm gonna ask the question now. Yep. I really want to believe in psychics, but it's so obvious how fake they are. <laughs> they are frauds. <laughs> are psychics real or fake? And <laughs> what is your proof? <laughs> They are real, and if you think they're frauds, you've been visiting frauds. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Man, this is so much fun. Well, we covered this in, was it uh, a couple podcasts ago? Yeah, we did. How to, so if you haven't seen it the yet. The very last podcast. So it was the last one? Yeah. How, some, it was t- we titled it something like, um, how to, how to, um, know if you're, how to know an actual psychic. I'll give you the exact topic of the last one. Is something about sense no, um, slip stitch. Can you spot a real psychic? There that, we go. That was episode That podcast nine. will answer this in great depth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but overall, I mean, there's so, I don't want to go into all of the bits that we did in that because you can, I mean, we went into so much depth, but, it, it does boil down to <laughs> if they all seem like frauds, probably seen a bad psychic. Al- al- alternately, though, I have had clients who simply refuse to believe that anything I say could be right or they only want to hear what they want to hear. Yes. So it could go a couple ways. I mean, we know there's certainly a lot of people as psychics. I mean, yeah, you get some frauds. I, I wouldn't call them most of the ones that are offering reads as fraud so much as very um untrained they've got a natural ability they they practice with what that they have but they rarely grow much more from that it's very common because they view um the ability to see and have that psychic ability as a rare thing something that they are gifted with mm-hmm. when in reality literally any human person can do it some of us have better proclivities to it than others i mean my mom is definitely not um inclined towards algebra or trigonometry at all Mm -hmm. so if that had to be her full focus and she had to learn for some reason i'm sure with a whole shit ton of hours and years of work she could learn it and we and, we, we know mean, how strong your mom is with that like she she'll she'll bullnose the shit out of that algae you know she needs to. whereas <laughs> um anything to do with plants she just knows it she inherently knows what to do yeah me i kill plants without meaning to i i just i can't quite grasp it but with great research I was able to keep a couple plants alive this summer. Yeah. Yes, you did. I had to do great research. It was fucking awesome to watch it. (laughs) But I mean, pouring over research. Um, Anyone can really relate to this. We all have things that we're better inclined to and such. Um, So the psychic ability, it really boils down to that sixth sense concept, the intuition. Mm -hmm. So... Just to bring it back to that question a little more, 
it boils down to knowing the type of psychic god are they going to be able to answer a thing um you know and, b- before you say that let me let me let me sort of interject here because hmm. i think i think as far as the listenership is concerned many of our listeners would be listening just to see if you know if we're real you know what i mean just from that perspective there's another psychic talking some shit like you know what i mean so Mm. i and i i know that that's the one of the big reasons we decided to do this podcast is to show the realness of the life that we actually live because a lot of people just don't know what psychics do and they don't know what shamans do they don't know how they live they don't understand like do these people talk do they have a conversation like can we even relate to them like you know what i mean so i think understanding the perspective of realness it it's a way of life it it is it is actually a way to properly perceive the world so that you you're making good in the world like you're actively consciously making good in the world and i think even for a lot of psychics that have had so many mishaps and missteps i think that's one of the biggest issues that like you said they they're untrained there are those ones but i see more layers to that there are those who are untrained there are those who refuse training and that's huge that's where you get so many issues because they think that whatever their limited perspective is whatever they're seeing is correct without having enough vocabulary and we really let into that with that other slip stitch podcast there yeah if, if you want a little more basis for what we're talking about right now with this particular question go go back to episode nine and listen to to slip stitch and you'll you'll really get a, a we go big, into much more depth on yeah. on this question in that one mm-hmm. but it is it is so true it is such a commonality even anyone coming into our podcast probably has that in their mind how can you tell how do you know mm-hmm. and that's that's a big are reason. they just frauds yeah. you know that happens so much because and we we're, a lot. We, hey, we're only giving you i used to think that psychics must be frauds and i now am one yeah right i mean i've had this ability my whole life but i didn't really correlate it with what psychics do and see that's just because you understood some are correct yeah i mean i remember the story mom's always told me about her and um best friend my godmother they went to a palm reader at Folk Fest mm-hmm. many, many, many years ago. Mm-hmm. And exactly what they were, t- well, I don't know what my aunt was told, but apparently it's come, correct. Mm-hmm. What mom was told absolutely has been correct. Mm-hmm. This happened exactly as such. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there are others that's like that, you know, some of them are right. So I think it ultimately t- comes down to the fact that it's become much more mainstream concept and there are a lot of readings you get that may seem very vague 
or lacking and or sometimes re- reasons for maybe that. quite incorrect. And yeah, we really go into that in that podcast. Mm-hmm. Though the other the other side to that is certainly that even the best psychics do get people coming to them who set out purposefully to refuse anything told, no matter how true it may be. They can have family sitting with them. I have done um, a read for someone, and this was just within the last few months or so. Mm-hmm. Did a read, absolutely refused. She, was, she ab- actually said to me, well, I refuse to believe that. Yeah. I don't think that's the way it is. But her family told me, oh, you were spot on. Yep. Like after she was off and gone, mm-hmm. you were 100,000% correct. You nailed everything. Yeah. <laughs> so there are those. Me, I'm a bit macabre. I find those things hilarious. because, <laughs> And the, the, the biggest reason why is because I am, and this is, this is hard for a lot of people to believe, even as a shaman and, and having my own psychic ability, I am extremely cynical, pragmatic, and very logical. And this is the reason why I take things the way that I do. Because if it doesn't work, there is a reason for it. And I, I set out to find, okay, what, what would actually work? This is the reason why we have been successful at what we do. Because I take that approach to it. If it's not working, why the fuck am I going to believe in the woohoo part of it? Because the woohoo doesn't work. There has to be a physical, logical reason for something to work. Why? Because all these other fucktards who are at the top are using this shit. <laughs> I'd like to point out an interesting perspective because when I look at a lot of what we've experienced, I think this is true. I, because I read something recently and it made me think of this. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what I read in a bit. But mm. uh, a lot of times the odder or quirkier or almost less friendly and approachable psychics are the truest yes because of the sheer nature of it now let me give you the because i saw this this i think this was on oh yeah this was a core question i saw Mm -hmm. i didn't answer i just briefly read i was like that's an interesting thought and the question was um if you were going into surgery and you knew your surgeon was autistic would you still go through with the surgery Holy and the one, shit. the top question, yeah, she, she said, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> Autistic people, they may not be, they may not have great bedside manner and such. You may not, they may not tell you what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But if an autistic person has gone through medical school and surgery, then you know that that is their focus point. Yes. Because they would not have gone through it without. So you know that they have they have more knowledge about that than anybody else because yeah. they are absolutely an expert and they autistic people are really hung in to details they get hung up in details and tiny minuscule things mm-hmm. for a surgeon sign me the fuck up where can i get one <laughs> so similarly to the um into the psychic thing mm-hmm. and this i mean of course this isn't going to be across the board but just for perspective a lot of the ones that seem open and friendly hi lovely you know they're dressed all mainstream or you know they've got just you know some nice eclectic clothing on and such and i'm like 
oh, so lovely. Oh, such a lovely dog and stuff. They might not be in their true power and capability. Those that sit there and are just watching things. Not like, usually they'll just kind of be watching everything. Almost that Professor McGonagall type thing, looking over the yeah, eyeglasses, yeah, yeah. just yeah. like, as things go or who are kind of sitting back and just observing. And see that those that, are the ones you probably want to go to. We've we've seen that with the amount of trade shows that we've done. The and and so we could say this with an affirmative. If you are like going to like any kind of trade show like that, you know, with a mineral rock mineral show, crystal show, or a spiritual show, go look for the quiet psychics. Like literally, go look for the don't and I'm you know I. If if you're like a to do psychic and you're feeling all fucking offended by what I'm saying, whatever. But, I mean, there are some that yes. that do dress up their flash and bang for very specific purpose, right? But without a doubt, we're we're talking we're talking about what we've experienced. Go look for the quiet psychics because those are the ones who sit in pure observation. And you're more than likely to get um, a read that is not dilettanted. Let me use that word. It's not dilettanted with a lot of flashbang and in the moment fireworks and, and, and showmanship. Let's go to the trade show concept. Even in that, yeah. when you consider the nature of who a psychic would be, mm-hmm. In such an environment, you would have to be calm, composed, and clearing yourself. If they're being kind of, yes. oh, all lovely, and, you know, or anything like that, or if they're just any odd looks, you spending too much energy yeah. and such, just, then they're probably taking in from everyone. Yeah. They often they might be getting caught up, or they might just. <laughs> You know, they might not have that level of control. And at the same time, you don't want the ones that are all pulled back from everything. Yeah. You know, watch the body language, right? If they're completely pulled back and disinterested, that's different. You don't want them either. You want the ones generally, say, like for a trade show, for example, you would want the ones that are, you know, definitely sitting calmly, kind of relaxed, just observing as things happen. There's a certain level of reserve about them. That's you know, you see an elegant bit of reserveness. Yeah. And 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 I and know they, I know something because people, what that tells you is that they have control over themselves no matter what the environment around them is. They are observant, meaning they like to see more and know more. Yeah. And those are a couple of very key things in anyone professing to do any psychic work i mean we've we've come across you know like we and we've said this before like we have come across in our when we were doing that number of trade shows we've come across some truly gifted and amazing psychics undoubtedly that that uh, like for a frame of reference we hadn't met until like like i mean for what we do we hadn't met those that type of dedicated psychic until we did meet them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was it was pleasant for us to interact with those people. You know what I mean? Um, and even even now, like the only the only one that we 
are any in any way particularly like good with that we would recommend we would rec- because it goes by her mm-hmm. right we would recommend her um any day of the week like she's been mentoring with me for over five years hey yeah it goes by she yeah oh okay yeah did not even realize yeah yeah it goes goes by she pronoun she in public in public all right yeah I think I need to inquire more about your mentoring. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I've communicated with this person. How did I not know this? Yeah. Goes goes by the pronoun she. Huh? Yeah. Oh, as, as, no, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah, because of the nature. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I see. I as, see. As, far, as far as public is concerned. I mean, I would never, ever in public, you know, like this kind of platform, I would never, ever say anything. No, and so we're not going to go identifying person right now, but yeah, yeah, like we do have somebody who undoubtedly, we would anytime. She is... (laughs) Every time you need to read? She is fucking bang on. Every single time. Give a complete blind read. Well, you do it. You give it to the both of us sometimes. Yes. And it's amazing how we both come back with the exact same information. Like, Like... we're fucking verbatim, like ah. sometimes it is verbatim. Other times it's the same information with different adjectives that mean the same thing. Different um, synonyms, I suppose. Yes, and and those synonyms are just based on personality. Exactly. Like, like she, she. Some people say awesome. Some people say cool. Yes, and that type of thing. And, but the the connotation and the meaning behind it is the same. The exact same. And like, holy fuck, she's always been on point. I mean, I, I do intend at some point, you know, to to interview the people that have been a part of our lives in that way. Yeah. And she would definitely be one of them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like definitely. She, oh my god. She's so good. Like she I I can I can hands down in a New York minute, I would recommend her like if we were unavailable. I would absolutely. Oh yes. I would, Hands down. I, I would. It wouldn't. Even, I could say it in my dream. <laughs> like if. Like if I get too busy and have to outsource, first person I'm outsourcing to. First person. Crazy. And crazy you know we've, we've met some others similarly that are excellent. Well, look at look at the the, the look the, at our other friends in province over. Yes, but still quite good. Let's even talk about here. Yeah. When we went to that trade show in the park, the lady who saw you were pregnant. <laughs> Exactly. So this is a fun story. Uh, oh, yeah. God. And she she's not really a practicing psychic. She said no. like she's a hairdresser. Yeah. And she's she'd been exploring some of this and mm-hmm. she's you know, she's interested. She's mm-hmm. been practicing a little trying to learn a bit more of her own psychic thing. Mm-hmm. But I was there. I was I would have been what, three months pregnant or so? You, we had four? just found out. Yeah, so about three months pregnant. Um with our little one that's here now. And I didn't, we didn't tell anybody there. And like, I mean, I was hauling equipment. I actually, I actually pulled muscles. I couldn't lift things. Yeah. I did, I did a bit of damage. Yeah. Thought I was being a superwoman there. But so, I mean, obviously I was hauling more than any pregnant woman should and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like heavy ass stuff. But um, we didn't tell anybody I was pregnant. I certainly did not show at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, in six months pregnant people, I still didn't show. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm a little chunkier to begin with, mm -hmm. but this baby was all up towards the back. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's an interesting note. If you don't know this, there, there's an actual scientific reason the, the placing of how babies are inside as to why some people show more than others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was one of those, I'm just going to compress all your organs way up in the back here and give you no more space, but mm -hmm. I'm not going to show anybody I exist. Yeah. But so anyway, at this trade show, nobody knew I was pregnant. And um, this lady, she said, I just, I needed to come up. I just, yeah, you have a little girl next to you. And yeah, it bugged her that much that, it, that and she, she was at the booth right next to us. Yeah, so, yeah, and she needed to come up and we'd conversated. And what was amazing in discovering another fascinating thing after. Um so well, okay, let's let's start at the beginning there. She came up and she sees this little girl beside me. Mm -hmm. And I said, Oh my god. Because I don't think we even knew the sex at that point. No, we didn't. Of course we didn't. We didn't know until this one was born. <laughs> Remember, she wouldn't show anybody what was between her legs. I had a lot of ultrasounds close to the end there, and not once did she show. Every time the ultrasound came out, she was like, <laughs> Like, she must have been cross-legged or something. I don't know. She was not about to show anybody what was down there. Not a chance. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> sorry, we we're both pausing because we heard a young one's door crack open. Yeah. So we'll be ending the podcast soon. But in the meantime, you guys might have an introduction to our small one. Little tornado. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, this this woman told me she saw the girl, and I was like, "Oh my god, I am pregnant." And then we, we ended up, after discussing, we discovered she, she was our little one's mother in a previous life. So she felt that connection. Yeah, that was even more That was fascinating. And the other crazy thing is she has the same name as my mother. Yes. It was just that's right. the wildest set oh, of things. Oh, yeah. I remember that now. And we, we did meet and her the next year, And we shared our name concepts with her. Yeah. And she was like, Yes. Yeah, I think because we uh we did share, and she 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 did come the next year, right? Yep. Yeah. 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 And she she actually met met, met her and it's just oh it was it was phenomenal. It was perfect. Exactly. It was phenomenal. Yeah. So you get people like that. I mean, that just see so and are beginning the practice. Let me swing this back around to what you said. Yeah. Now that we've talked about that. If you're, if you are of the opinion that psychics are fake, you've been meeting fake psychics. Yeah, pretty much. Because there are. Or there you are, are refusing to understand anything except your own personal opinion. Right. One of the two. Which is pretty prevalent in today's world. And I mean, just ask some of the people around you. Yeah. You know, or ask us <laughs> if you need to. Yeah. I mean. Ultimately, if you have to ask, yeah. it's probably the latter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, if you refuse to ask, you know you're the latter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. And don't mind, I mean, we're laughing about it now, but it's like, 
this is pretty serious. It is. I mean, it, it really is a serious problem because those people, yeah. they really cause a lot of damage to everything and everyone yes. around them. Yes, a lot. And because repercussions we, in future lives can be intense. We've seen that come through for yes. other people who have been this in the past but are not now. And, and this, it creates it, a lot of karma to be that person that refuses, blatantly refuses to see anything around them except for their own absolute selfish opinion of exactly what's right and how everybody must be exactly catered to them and that they have a very limited mind view on what can be correct. Like, and you know... And I mean ex extremely. Yeah. If, if you have no intentions to expand, and the universe... And you refuse is, for anybody around you to even be expanded in any way. Yeah, if you're, if you're, well, that's even worse. If you're stopping people around you from expanding, like if you're, if you're thinking that you're that voice of reason, quote unquote, that you have to stop other people from expanding, like it is way the fuck worse. It's basically misguided God complex. Like in your, your, trust me when we tell you, your ass is going down. Like there's no, there's no refuting and that. that and that's not us like making a threat. It's no. this, this, that's this, the universal thing. As a result, thing. this happens karmically. It happens in the universe without fail. It always comes back. On this it. is what we have seen. Like we, we, we're literally not like making nice this up. Nice people this time around still have problems from lives one, two, three, four, sometimes more ago, where they were a person like that. Where they're just an absolute. Like that karma dick. is some of the nastiest karma that comes forward, and it's tough to get rid of. Yeah. Like we've we've karma. I've had I've had to take people through very deep ritual for them to allow the universe the chance and I'm I'm put I'm phrasing it this way to allow the universe the chance to open the dialogue for res for resolution. Because even like their guides in this lifetime are like just like you don't know what the fuck to do. They have to may have to make a choice. And we've had people's guides when we've come across like that. Mm -hmm. We've had those guides tell us we have no fucking clue what to do. We just been biding our time until they make a fucking choice. Yeah. Like this is so. If you're looking for like a self help thing. Don't be a dick. <laughs> well, at least be what I like to put is a clean dick. Oh god. Like, oh, <laughs> obviously not talking about the little translation, I'm talking about the figurative one. <laughs> but it's true. Who who wants a who wants a dirty dick? You want you want a clean dick. <laughs> you know. Oh God! <laughs> you know what? You know why I'm really, one. You know why I'm really <laughs> laughing about this? Because I had to tell. Remember that one girl? I had to tell her this. That's oh. fucking relationship advice. That's right too. Like, oh man. Because we got to that topic, because she wanted to know. We got to that topic, and I said, "What?" What? What do you mean? Well, you know, he was like, and and then I just I'm like, fuck no. 
I said, if he won't do it, you go to the bathroom, get a fucking hand towel, fill it with really good hot soapy water and wash that <laughs> shit before you put it in your mouth. The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Believe me, the things we have talked with with people, there, there's no holds barred. We, we've seen it all at this point. Or I shouldn't say we should have seen it all. We have seen all that we have seen so far. Yeah. But just to say, nothing is off limits. Anything that comes in, we'll be like, all right. If it's new, we'll be like, cool. You know, All there's, right. There's that one really old school drum and bass where I don't know if that's the actual lyrics, but it sounds like it. It sounds like Dirty Dick. I, swear oh, to God. I don't think I've heard that. Oh, fuck yeah. Should we wrap it up? We should, yes, because we've got a little one clanking and banging. Not sure if the mics are picking that up, but I hear clanking and banging in there. Probably eating her her morning snack. Pretty much. We we put an early breakfast in there because she needs her alone time, and otherwise she doesn't come out happily. But she starts making noise when she's wide awake and opens her door, which is what the sound was we heard. Yeah. Well, she'll open it, but she won't, like, out. Yeah, she'll open the door wider. Yeah. And then go back to her own little bed. personal time. Yeah. Sometimes in the bed, sometimes just near the bed. It's her own little personal mind time. So if you guys are wondering, like she is three three and a quarter? We call it three and a quarter? No, not even. Three and two months. Yeah, three and two months. And she does this of her own accord. And that's not because of anything particularly special that's just us as parents that had made a decision that we are clamping down on that shit (laughs) and we are going to teach her to have confidence in personal time and And i mean ultimately it was us realizing what her natural habits and instincts are yes and helping her to know what she can and can't do like what her allowances are she's allowed to come out if she feels happy if she's not if she's feeling kind of wonky just take some time to calmly wake up we don't we don't we we, teach that very clearly we don't we don't use the 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 time out in your room method we use the we have once in a blue moon right but But our 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 go-to is you need to just give your mind a time to rest mm-hmm. so that she feels the safety in just whenever she's... And now she'll play. If she's overwhelmed, she'll just go... She'll just take off. Yeah, she'll just take off to her bedroom, have a bit of playtime, and then she'll come, I feel much better. Yes. So, and we're not saying that to show off, right? It's made that really fucking clear. The, the point of this is... It takes time and... Does it ever it, take... It takes some time and patience. You, you've got, you have you, to you have... have to, you have, have, you have, to have balls, any, man. Anyone parenting? I remember someone asking me at this park just last weekend. Mm. She's so well-behaved. How do you do it? Um, basically, in our discussion, he was like, that she doesn't have enough... That the other mom didn't mm. have enough patience. You you have to have your patience, you have to have, has, your patience to has to be level. balls of steel. Yes. You have to outlast your child. You have, like they you, have to have no doubt that 
you can outlast that you and i mean she's over here i don't want to go too crazy but it is true you have to show that you have great control Mm-hmm. and great patience and all of that and pass that along yeah don't, so, don't yeah it can be it tough does, it doesn't mean that you're not going to be frustrated it doesn't mean that you're not going to be stressed the fuck out but you just you got to make superman actually wonder if he's Superman. also key thing <laughs> take a folk take one or two focuses at a time yeah that's what we did like politeness you know we took politeness on a focus for a bit for months and just batten down hatches on that you know, um, the bedtime routine. Okay, batten down hatches on that. Yep. Um, how to regain calm and not have a tantrum. You yeah. batten down hatches. Just, just do the one thing. Once they're very clear that you absolutely know exactly how to handle that and to pass that teaching along to them and that you can outlast anything they've got and you still push them forward to teaching. Mm-hmm. Yes, you may feel drained after, but then they know in their head exactly what to do when that happens because all they're looking for is all the information they need yeah. and understanding. Yeah. Anyway, think, so that's think, it for this time. Yeah. Let's. I think that does it. Let's head it out. Do you want to tell them anything cool to end? I thought that was my cool thing. Parenting tip. <laughs> all right. Shit. Random parenting trip tip, apparently. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> I'm not even going to try to top that. Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, people. We're done. <laughs>